and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are doing a director spotlight, or a creator spotlight, if you will, on uh, Wes Craven. Uh, to finish oh, out a horror that month. Wes Anderson? No, not Wes Anderson. I wish. No. No, that, that, that Next time. That wouldn't fit with horror month. When we do snooty indie director month, we'll, we'll do oh, it. Cool beans, cool beans. Don't threaten me with a good time. Look at how I get this thing going. What's going on, guys? It's Ron. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. Yeah, boys. Um, so, actually, up, I, would, I would be all about that. Snooty, snooty. I haven't seen you in about a minute. About a, about a, like a, a week. Whole a hot week. minute. Like a whole week. A, 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 a whole week. week. <laughs> a whole week. I see Dylan, though. No, no, I seen you. Right. Um, <laughs> before we go further into the episode, we got to make sure we always remember our uh, pickle, pickle of the week. week. <laughs> Switch it up on you. Wow, flip mode. Ron's hot person, me than you. That's flip mode. Like little flip. No, like Buster Rhymes. Oh, word. He was the flip mode. I got you. Little flip was sucker free. <laughs> he you was know, a lot of things. He, he was. <laughs> What's happening? Right. Uh, you it's know, the Houston segment of the podcast. <laughs> well, yeah, you're right. We'll leave that alone. All right. My pickle of the week is Bloodshot number one. What? The Houston Pride variant. What? The, uh, the, the Bedrock City exclusive one? Bedrock City exclusive. The very same. Where can, you, where can you buy that other than Bedrock City? Nowhere. What? It's only a Bedrock City? Ma- maybe eBay for double prices. Yeah. But Am I right? Want, what? Or triple. Who knows? Y'all about to see the E-Boy? Yeah. I am. Is that eBay? Yeah. That was, that was a Wreck-It Ralph joke. I, don't, I, don't, I, f- I forgot. E-boy. Ralph, Ralph breaks the internet? Oh, oh yeah. right. Bet. All right, cool. So, uh, <laughs> we they're, get it. They're starting a new, right, they're starting a new uh, Bloodshot series. Um, and we are doing an exclusive cover available at all six uh, Bedrock City locations. So make How sure much you pick is it? it up. It is cover price, my dude. How much is that? That's not cheap. Three ninety nine. Right? Or wow, I have that. Yeah, what? $3.99. Yeah. I could, I could afford three ninety nine. Do you have a, Do you have a box? No, but if I did, it would... I'd probably save an extra 10% on it. You sure I? would. Whoa. Whoa. I should sign up for one. You should. With all these new Dawn of X titles coming out, courtesy of Marvel Comics, I bet that would be a really good investment. What a deal, my dudes. Ron, hey, what say you? don't we have like a sighting for this book yet? No, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. We're not at We're events, not events yet. yet, Ron. I, mean, I just Ron. figured you just Quick early preview plug. to the event segment. Early There's plug. a signing for it. You can buy it and get it signed. Bet. Ron, what's, your, Ron, what's your pickle? Uh, it's Harley, number one, actually. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, uh, it's a uh, from Black Label. Stepin', Stepin Cedric, Sage, <laughs> however you want to pronounce that. Uh, I like I'm excited for it. That's one of my favorite writer slash artists. They do a tour for that hardcover. I didn't so realize he was doing the art. Yeah, of course. I didn't realize that was his book. That's cool. Yeah, that's his book. I'm proud of him. He's been a uh, he's been doing Harley Joker stuff uh, for a long time. Just nice. like on a. His pages, deviant art and stuff. Yeah, all that good stuff. He should awesome. have like a whole series, just like a different couple. That'd be dope. Each, yeah, each yeah, issue would be, be good. Batman and Catwoman. No, they're played out. <laughs> yeah. We don't talk about that. They're canceled. Also, just like their wedding. Uh, Powers of X and Five. Cool. Wow! <laughs> wow! Right before you throw it to me. Wow, well, D- Dylan, what's your pick? I don't know what Powers of X is, but I pick Powers of Ten, number five. That's right, because that's the Got correct em. way to pronounce it. Got him. Um, powers no, of Ten. I'm I'm actually picking oh new. Oh my wow! Oh my wow! <laughs> claro, claro. Um, I'm picking New Mutants War Children, number one. What? So one shot from Chris, Chris from Chris Claremont and Chris? Bill Sankowitz. The Chris. The wow, <laughs> the one and only. The, the, Cliss F. Claremont. Wait, so... so What's the what, F what, Claremont and Psycho are back <laughs> for Fortnite. one issue. <laughs> it's for Fortnite. <sighs> uh, 
These pickles are going really well. Uh, um, great. At least everyone's <laughs> equally had their pickles stepped on. <laughs> right. Um, but so so it's a new book from Quartermont? Funny you should ask. It's brand new. Well, that's wild. Yeah. Where can I the get The original that? team. You can get that <laughs> exclusively at Bedrock City. Oh, uh, that's, oh my, that's, wow. That is inaccurate. That is a lie. Um, oh, but you should get it. Go ahead. Whatever. You should get it at Bedrock City. City yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yes. Uh, very cool. Um, and, and, and powers of ten. Powers this is a one shot, right? This is yeah, it's just a one shot because okay. the, the, hit... the movie. <laughs> I mean, <Not. laughs> I didn't mean that to be such a genuine laugh. Oh yeah, hmm. that was rude, Michael. I'm sorry. <laughs> we don't know if this movie will be good or not. Okay, <laughs> the movie ain't coming out, homie. That's yeah, also true. It's also true. Oh man, that's embarrassing. Okay, but anyway, hey, it's a uh, iTunes review. It the is next bullet point. All right, so. Uh, yeah, if you remember last week, uh, we had a post-it note on the wall that would that would tell us uh, the order in which we're supposed to talk about stuff. Now we're high tech. Now we're now we're high tech. We got on a, on, a, on a Google document. So uh, right now is the is the time of the show where I'm supposed to remind you to please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Leave your baby boys a review. Really helps us out. Uh, helps new people find the show and it helps us achieve our 2019 slash 2020 goal of becoming Rotten Tomatoes verified. Once we get 200 ratings. Uh, and reviews, or actually just ratings. You don't have to type anything out. Just tap the tap the five stars. Help us out. Uh, once we get 200 of those, we can start affecting the Rotten Tomatoes rankings, which uh, is awesome. And if you play along at home with our power rankings, then you know that that is what we use to judge everything. So it really is tied in with the show. Uh, hey, and we uh, love judging. And all three of us have have rated the review or rated the show. Have, haven't we? Haven't we? Yeah, of course. Cool. Uh, who would, who would do that? Ronald. Hey, I don't have. I can see them. Hey, Dylan. Hey, what if I don't have uh, an Apple product? Yeah, Dylan. Can I do this if I don't have an iPhone? Funny you should ask. You don't need one. What? what? Go to iTunes. HTTP colon forward slash www.itunes.com. <laughs> sign up for an account and then leave us a review. Also, Press. like and subscribe. Wow. Hit, smash that bell. Smash that like button. <laughs> hit the bell to say hit the bell bell. to get notifications. What if we were like that? We are on YouTube. We're kind of like so that. So hit the bell. Yeah, yeah hit, hit the, the bell. Hit the bell if you. Dang, you really dang. shouldn't do that. I mean, well, if you're already subscribing to the to the podcast, then I don't think you're going to need it on YouTube as well. Yeah. But uh, unless anyway. we start video recording. We're, I mean, it's going to happen once. No, it's it yes. No. Who wanted to? We, we talked about it. We've yeah. talked. We've talked about it. A I want to do it. I know. We got to figure out a better way to do it because it's just videoing this it's a whole is thing. not the I same want, like, thing. Two cameras, right? Yeah, yeah. I want a switch. Well, see, but, but see, but, but at that point, it's a different well, yeah, show because it should be stacked. It, you know what I'm saying? It should be like switching. Right. Everybody's talking. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Right, but it's that's a, diff- a different a diff- show. A different show. Like you don't do. What's the point? Then who listens to the audio version if there's the YouTube one out there? But anyway, well, we do like a, so. Make sure you guys go to iTunes <laughs> and review us, please. Uh, and go and, and if you are one of the few people that listens to us, the five viewers that we get on YouTube, uh, make sure you uh, click the bell to stay notified. Yeah. Uh, and like, comment, subscribe. And leave us an Apple review. They just let in 600 more reviewers on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Could they do it in us. batches. So. Could have been us. Could have been us. Next time. But Next y'all, batch. y'all playing. <laughs> Including Ron. Um, so we got some events coming up uh, this coming Friday um, at Sugarland. We have... Uh, our Keyforge Store Championships. This is going to be a big one. Um, you doing the events bullet? Uh, yeah, we're doing the events okay, bullet. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, we have uh, we have our <laughs> Keyforge Store Championships. It is a two deck sealed survival. That means basically a double elimination tournament with one deck from each set. It's going to be a lot of fun. Going to be crazy. Even if you've never played before, whatever doesn't matter. There's no qualifications to come play this. So come play with us. Um, and then um, this Saturday, yeah. um, the I think that is the twenty eighth. 
Um, we have our Beginner's RPG Day, and that is going to be Spirit of 77. We're playing that uh, from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. Um, and that is a game that is powered by the Apocalypse. It uses a uh, standardized set of rules that is shared among 60 other RPG games. And we're starting up a, a, a game night based around that uh, that rule set starting in November. And then the following Saturday... No, wait, that's in, that's in October. Never mind. I'm tripping. Go ahead. My turn? Yeah. Well, that same day, Saturday the 28th, yes. is the Bloodshot signing, which we talked about briefly. Briefly. Um, with Brent Peoples, the right. cover artist, and Andrew Dahlhouse, the colorist. Um, okay. So get your Bedrock City exclusive cover. What get store? Signed. Westheimer store. Uh, Saturday at 2 p.m., 2 to 5. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So it's totally free. You don't have to pay anything. You just get the comic, you know? We'll have to buy the comic. Yeah. Well. And you can CGC. We're CGC waiting oh, nice. also. Yeah. Okay. That's Send cool. Send it off. Nice. Get that sucker sealed. Yes. I mean, that's a, I mean, that's a good opportunity because, I mean, I know Brent Peoples isn't around here a lot, so yeah, that's cool. Yeah, he's not local, so. Right. So if you, if you want to get that book signed by him, that is probably your best way to do it. Um, so that is, that's going to be a cool event for sure. And that's the Saturday the 28th? Yep. Saturday the 28th. All right. What else we have? Uh, the Wednesday after that is the Brian Azzarello and Lever Mayo store signing. Oh, yes. For Batman Dan and Joker, Black Label, trade paperback. You. you know them? Yeah. What, what's your favorite Azarello book? Uh, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Yeah, Bat- me too. Batman Tarnation. That's one. Tarnation, yeah. Batman Tarned. Batman Tarned. That darned Batman. Um, Facebook won't let me boost the event because it has a curse word in it. The, oh, wow. The, so I took it out. Yeah. Damn, okay. Damned is filthy word. Filthy. Um, but that's, yeah, that's anyway, the Westheimer, right? It's at the Westheimer store on Wednesday. So, like, you're already coming in for free comics. Uh, four for, to for seven. Free comics? You're already coming in for your comics. Oh, okay. That's from, for four free to comics. Se- from four to seven. I mean, you can pick up a free comic, too. Yeah. Why I mean, not? I'll put out. We'll put out some free stuff. Batman Day leftovers. Um, so, you have to buy either the Batman Damned hardcover, which is $30, or the Joker. Uh, black label re-release which is $15 and then you unlock entry to the signing and you can get three additional things so four things signed yep, awesome. yep. and we're CGCing at that one too yep, yep. Nice. And, that's, and that's the tea that's awesome who got tea and then and then the day that, after that two oh, no, days, two after, days that, after that the days. fifth three well, yeah three to, three to four days mm-hmm. after that boy anyway the Saturday after that on October 5th at noon is 24 hour comics day you're a local artist even if you're not you should come um it's a worldwide celebration of comics creation That's and right. local artists are challenged to create a 24 page comic in 24 hours there's no other details beyond that they could be like a small tiny thing some people make like big 11 by 17 paper with some people do pencil some people do paint some people do it is like a flip book co- it's literally anything you. yeah right. Um, and that's going to be at the Sugarland location. Sugarland store. Yeah, it's at noon on Saturday and runs through noon on the day after Sunday. Do I have to come for the full twenty-four hours? You don't. Well, if you're an artist, you should probably take all twenty-four hours because that's a a lot to ask. 20, but if twenty-four you're, pages, yeah, yeah. But we'll also be here and just playing games, hanging out, doing stuff. I might, I might slide Michael by. and I, Michael and I will be here all night. Yep. I might come I'll by. be here from five p.m. till five a.m. I'll be here from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. So at any point in the middle of the night, come hang out with us. If you're bored, come yeah. come holler at your boys. Yeah. You know I will. We'll come play Mario Kart. Yeah. We're going to have the Switch set up. We're going to have Multiple Switches. We're movies. We're going to yeah. run Apex? to Whataburger. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna some, yeah, we're going to go do Whataburger runs. It's gonna be Apex? Great. No Apex. Um, 
If you'll come, we'll play Apex. They got they got Apex on Switch. Yeah. No. They got Overwatch on Switch. They don't. (laughs) Anyway, come to that. Okay. Yeah. No. I mean, I will. Did I I cover everything for that? I think so. You did. Okay. That's awesome. And then the next week after that, on October twelfth. Oh yeah. Is Gundam Build Day at the Washington location? It's at one p.m. It's basically all day, one to five or six or something like that. And you get 20% off all model kits yes, at, at the Washington store that day. And you just get to hang out, grab a free drink. Build some Gundams. Build Gundams, hang out. That's it. Good, good company, stuff. good model kits. It's good stuff. Awesome. Yeah, the last one They're was a huge success. Here. I remember seeing yeah. the pictures on this. This one has like a lot more even, so I think, Should be good. I think it's going to be fun. Should yeah. be good. Get some uh, cookies from the bakery. Oh, from Three Brothers? Yes, sir. That's right. Yes, and sir. as I said last week, make sure you get a London, London Fog. That is a... What I get over there every time. It's really good. Um, that's but, a drink, not a cookie. We got anything else? Is that? I think that's few days, it. Few, no, few oh. more. A few days after that. Oh yeah. On October fifteenth, it's a Tuesday at the Sugarland store, the Westheimer store, and the FM nineteen sixty store. We're launching X Men number one. That's right. Uh, Hickman, God Hickman's new what? title. God Hickman. <clears throat> um, so if you're reading House of X and you really like it, like you should, we'll talk about House of X later. We will. Um, Hawksbox. You will. Hawks and Pox. Then you should read X Men number one. Hoxie and Poxy. Well, there's an exclusive cover, a party, right. a party only cover. Yes, they are. There's twenty percent off Marvel. There's free food, free drinks, raffle prizes. The usual. You all know the launch party yeah. usuals. Exactly, and if you've never been, perfect time. To oh, come out! Yeah. yeah, yeah, those are. All it really starts like at ten p.m. <clears throat> and then it runs till midnight. Awesome. Those are always crazy. Yeah, it's always a lot of fun. So come um, see Michael at Sugarland or me at Westheimer. And or Ron. Kevin at 1960. Or that. <laughs> <laughs> He's not here. He can't. He can't do his own shout out. Um, Couple more. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. I'll power through these because we have a lot of time. The David Marquez store signing. Uh, it's for oh, Batman yeah. Superman number one. Um, this is on October 26th. Um, but he's done a bunch of Marvel books. He did the Bendis, uh, Miles Morales run. He did Civil War two. He did uh, Invincible Iron Man with Bendis. Sure. Right. That was Bendis. Yes. Um, yeah, so he was mainly a Marvel artist as of a few months ago. He's DC exclusive, so he's a big... Awesome. Yeah. Come to that. October 26th. It is a Saturday. Okay. From 4 to 7 p.m. at the Westheimer store. And then the usual Halloween sale is October 31st in costume at all locations. Y'all know the sale prices. I don't need to go over those. Right. Uh, everything in the store is on sale. So you can come in in a Halloween costume on Thursday the 31st to get early sale prices, early access, and then yeah. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday... The sale continues for everyone who's even not in costume. Yep, yep. All locations. Yep, yep. You got to awesome. eye on that graphic novel. Get it then. 40% off. Yeah, That's yeah. right. Awesome. That's it. Very cool. Um, so, what I done did. The next bullet point. The next bullet point is what I done did. What I done did. Um, what, I, what, what you done did, though? What you done did this week? Well, I had tickets to see at Astra on Thursday. What? A bunch of us did. Yeah, we all did. A bunch of And then it like rained or something. Yeah. <laughs> it drizzled. I don't know. And, and then the AMC canceled all the showtimes. Yeah, AMC closed. Did and we, then did um, Regal close? I don't know. I was joking. It's like Regal's open, but I don't, they were probably closed too. Um but I went and saw that on Saturday. Did you really with like my it? Dad. Oh, it was really good. good. I liked it a lot. It was really pretty. Yeah. Somebody told me they didn't like it. It's pretty, I can see why people don't like it. It's very like pretentious and artsy a little bit. You know, it's like I heard it was predictable. No, I don't think so. Okay, hmm. interesting. 
I'll see that uh, when it comes out on Brad Blu-ray Astra. at this point. Brad Astra. Check it out. I don't think I'm ever going to see it. Either. Is it worth it? Is it worth to see it in theaters? Yeah, it's really pretty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. What you done, um, did wrong? Yeah. I don't think I have nothing to be honest. Yeah, I don't think I have anything. Nothing? I thought I was trying to think you, of something. But yeah, you unlock some new stuff in Apex. Borderlands. Well, Apex, Borderlands. Is, Apex is doing a. Uh, they're doing season three next week. Season so, three. What? It's hey. a lot of seasons. <laughs> I don't like. I mean, there's only four. What? Huh? There's not four seasons. There's only. Three. Is this coming after season two? I mean, spring, the third, summer, Whoa. fall, and winter. They got to do a fourth. If people are still playing. All right, I'm done. That's yeah. it. <laughs> I haven't done so anything. They canceled like the Anthem DLC. Wow. <laughs> wow. Just kidding. People play Apex. Yeah, they do. Do they? I mean, Ron does. Yeah, they do. Um, Enough for everyone. What did I do? I didn't What'd do a you lot. Do? I didn't do much. Um, I. Played a lot of Stardew Valley this week. Uh, I don't think I. What'd you do during the flood? How did everyone fare? <laughs> I, I, was, I got stuck I was in Satterbrier, but I was working mm-hmm. that day anyway, so it was fine. Yeah, I was at home all day. Did you, did you have people come in? I saw your. Yeah, the it was the street was completely flooded. But people and people was... were still coming in to shop. And I was like, how did you get here? <laughs> the parking lot was full of people who tried to make it down Westheimer but couldn't continue because it was so deep. So they just turned into the parking lot and it was just people sitting in their cars. Right. So it looked wild. packed. Wild. But people kept picking up their boxes. And I was like, go home. Right. I mean, come back later, but go home here? for now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, we were hey, fine. Man. We didn't have any water. I mean, it was raining a lot. That's but, good. Safe. Yeah, but, we rained, didn't, but we didn't leave. But... We don't want to go anywhere because, you know. Yeah. If, if AMC is closing showtimes, and that leads me to believe. Well, there was flooding all over. So be safe. So we watched uh, watched some movies and hung out. And, and I watched stuff to get ready for this podcast that we're doing. That's good. You know, that's about it. Cool. Um, very very low key week, so nothing Same. crazy. Same. Um, but we, let's get into the the final bullet point of uh, some news. <laughs> final bullet. Stop saying that. No. Uh, full transparency. That's Bro, what, it's that's news. What, that's so natural. Yeah, so natural. And then the next point on on my slideshow. If I had a clicker, that'd be. Make sure you sound like you're reading. <laughs> Bro, that was pretty Ugh. pretty loud. Yeah, click. So yeah. Uh, Disney Plus subscriptions are now available for pre order. Um, ahead of their November twelfth launch, yeah, I did not pre-order it yet because the bundle isn't up yet. Because the bundle isn't up yet. That's true, I guess. But I got my three years. Right? That's true. Yes, you did. Is you that still true. going on? I think that's over. I, I think that's over. The three-year founder or D twenty-three founders thing? club. I think we'll all be in the founders club. It's whoever signs up before it comes out. So, well, I think they said that the uh, the bundle thing isn't going up until launch. Oh, yeah, the okay. bundle's not going up until launch. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder what the qualifies Hulu you to be in Plus, the founders club then. Hulu Plus though, the Hulu. Disney Plus, ESPN Plus. Right. Hulu's normal. It's not that good of a deal. I think it is, but it is what it is. Well, I mean, so it's is it base Hulu? Yeah. With with ads or without ads? With, with. ads. Can I then? And then the ESPN thing's like three ninety nine by itself. Mm. So it's like five ninety nine, three ninety nine, and then four five dollars. So it's like a couple bucks off. It's not like an amazing deal. So if you don't want all three all, of those things, then it's not worth it. Sure. But you do. So if it's, it's under it. if it's under one app it's not it's gonna, gonna be it's not under one app though it's not we'll see I, I doubt it would be you gotta get an apple tv for that oh i don't see why they wouldn't put all this under one app i mean like if they're trying to bundle it together you know because they don't even own all of hulu it's not gonna they're not gonna do that well sort of like how spotify and hulu are bundled but you don't you don't spotify true but i definitely don't need a i don't need those two to be together i like them separate yeah it's like if 
Facebook and Instagram became one app. Like, I don't want that either. You know, keep <laughs> keep your distance. Stay in your well, lane. Just delete Facebook at that point. Facebook is garbage. It is. Wow. Um, the Emmys. <laughs> I know y'all are excited. Emmys. Emmys were last night. I actually. What were the big I top? No Ron, what were your top ten biggest snubs? Go. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, somebody wasn't wearing the right outfit. That's not a. Snub. That's not a snub. Uh, a snub is someone not winning. They snubbed a good outfit. <laughs> No, I mean, anyway. I've, I've seen that happen before. I did. I did uh, you see Zendaya? She looked great. Yeah, she did look great, actually. Yeah. I knew you would. That's the only thing you would know about that. I Emmys. follow her on Twitter and Instagram. And Instagram, so. I saw a few, a couple people's outfit, outfits. You saw, you saw some outfits? Yeah, I saw some outfits. Um, so Game of Thrones won Best Series, which was drops. Best Drama, which I think, I feel like they, like, honored it for, like, all the years it's been on. Right. I feel like that's kind of how it goes, you know? So I don't like, think anything else would have been beat it out. <laughs> There were lots of other things. Everything on there was better than this season of Game of Thrones, in my opinion. It's sort of like um, Lord of the Rings, how Return of the King won infinite number of Oscars for the trilogy, basically. Yeah. Um, or- also, like when an old actor wins a Oscar, you know, if they've never won before, it's kind of like a, here you go, Gary Oldman. Right. Exactly. You were no Timothy Chalamet, but here you are. <laughs> what did he win for? That one where he was Churchill, oh, right? Yeah, that, that was it. The Darkest Hour or whatever. whatever. The one no one saw. I saw it. I, oh. saw, I saw it in theaters. We're doing all the Oscar movies this year, right? Uh, yeah. I, I will I will. I sent you all many, 20 contenders. I'll see as many as I can. Okay. Um, I will somewhat agree to that. Ron will see Joker because we're seeing that. <laughs> and Jojo Rabbit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to go see Jojo Anyway, yeah, the yeah, Emmys. Yeah, yeah. Fleabag won big, which I'm really excited about. It's like one of my favorite shows. I haven't watched it. It's so good. You would love it. It's British. Okay. Oh, <laughs> sign me up. You know Phoebe Waller-Bridge? See the only... Yes. Whatever. I was looking at the nominees for drama, and I don't see any other... other what were they? What else was nominated? Better Call Saul, Bodyguard, Killing Bodyguard's Eve. Bodyguard's amazing. Killing Eve is amazing. Ozark, Poise, uh, Pose. Secession. Pose is amazing. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Secession, I don't watch This it. Is Us. I think I think Pose, Bodyguard, and Killing Eve are all better. But yeah, I think. But well, has Game of Thrones won before for best drama series? Yeah, they have. But well, was I there don't a know. Season it was a, Killing Eve this season. Yeah, season this, two. Okay, I didn't know it came out. The uh, actress <clears throat> won best drama. Actress I saw in the that. Drama. I saw um, that. That's good. Jodie Comer. Yeah. Have you seen that show yet, Michael? Which one? Killing Eve. No. So good. It's amazing. Really. Season one. Yeah. How that's only one. Season two will go on Amazon at some point or Hulu. Or or Hulu. Yeah. 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 Peter um, Nicholas won. Peter Nicholas won for um, dra- actor in a uh, drama. Yeah, Bandersnatch yeah. won best television. Movie. Oh yeah, boy, let's go! <laughs> Did it really? Yeah, that's fun. And Chernobyl yeah. won limited series. That's good. That yeah. was a really good one. I need to watch it too. It was really good. Anyway, watch Fleabag. HBO There's Max. only two seasons, and it's, it's only ever going to be two seasons. Oh, it's yeah. over. And it's yeah. on HBO. It is on Amazon. Amazon. It's on BBC, but then Amazon optioned it. So okay, cool. So good. Fleabag. It's a comedy. HBO Max needs to come out. I'm surprised it's not coming up this year, but anyway. I know. Um, Joaquin Phoenix walks off a Joker interview after a question about film inciting violence. We knew this was coming. Yeah. I mean, I mean yeah. yeah. He he said he wasn't prepared for it, so that's why he walked away. But like, he was clearly angry that the question right. was asked. Well, you know? he's, he does, he's, he's a weird interviewee. Yeah. Like, Is he really? It, yes, he has a history of being difficult and weird and... They gotta like prep the questions beforehand. And uh-huh. be like, this, is a, this is the only thing you can yes. ask. Him, blah, blah. Yes, but and I feel like that's a fair question. It is totally like a fair it might question. not be like the most fair criticism. It's I mean, not, I think I it is, but some some people think it is. I think it's a fair question. And if you're starring in that movie, to be prepared to address it. 
Do you think that question was prepped? Probably not. Oh, if no. it took him off guard, no. Okay. I don't. I I'm sure. The, uh, I'm sure he wasn't prepped for it, and that's why he walked away. But right. It. It wasn't. It definitely wasn't screened for him. You would think that would, you should have something prepared to you say. Should. You know. Yeah, I agree. I'm finally, I finally, movie for for you and me though, Dylan. <laughs> finally. Finally, see ourselves up on the screen. Finally, I'm ready. I'm ready to be ready. I don't want to have this discussion again until like we live in I a see society. it, though. You know? We live, left, love, and society. He is the calm and the storm. Gamers rise up. <laughs> um, small film star Tom Welling uh, to That's reprise the role of Clark Kent uh, for Crisis on Infinite Earths. I thought that was cool. Yeah, that is cool. And Erica Durant, since she played Lois Lane. That's okay. very exciting. We never thought we'd see Tom Welling back. People have been asking for it for years. I um, love Smallville. I've never watched And I don't watch any CW shows anymore, but I'll watch this. So it'll make yeah. me watch a few episodes. Maybe that'll get you in. No, no, no. It won't bring okay. me back in. Unless they... Unless he's unless, in it going forward. Unless they good. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, anyway. Then we have a Birds of Prey uh, teaser poster was uh, revealed. It's uh, and, and <laughs> You edited the headline. <laughs> Well, I, th- I see. Th- that feels a little unnatural to read. Uh, Birds of Prey first, first teaser, teaser poster, poster is delightfully weird. <laughs> that sounds just like you. I don't know what yeah, you're that about. sounds very natural. Um, what do we think of the poster? It's, it's actually not a bad poster. Um, I know you're looking at a cropped version. Oh, yeah, well, no, like I've it. seen the poster. I don't like it. Um, I like it. It looks like really. It, fine. it does look very weird. Like super badly photoshopped oh, well, people as birds flying around Harley's. Oh, space. Yes, of course. It, I like the aesthetic, though. I'm here I, yeah. for it. It's very Deadpool. Um, kind of. It's very uh, yeah. Well, Harley and Deadpool are already similar characters. Yeah, that's unfortunate though, because they shouldn't be. But uh, it is what it is. I like the pastel rainbow aesthetic. No, yeah, I, I like <laughs> the, I like the color palette, and I like I don't know, I'm fine with it. I'm not excited for the movie in any she way, shape, or form. She looks less sexy, like right, less sex, like sex driven. Sure, her look, you know, it looks yeah. more like cutesy. I mean, we'll, which I'm here. I don't for. know. We'll see what what happens in the movie though. I mean, are are any of us excited for this movie though? No, I feel like I'm <laughs> oddly excited for it. I'm I mean, not excited, like, but it, it's nice to see. I've never really gotten like, like a movie like this before. It's different, you know. Yeah, and it's like from the female gaze, you know, made yeah. by a woman, written by a woman, oh, that's cool. starring yeah. women. That's cool. I don't know. I feel like it I mean, might. We'll see. It might surprise us. It might. Plus, I mean, what it might the cool action good. scenes are adding. We'll see if they. The counter, I don't know. The, uh, as long as they don't try to. Uh, Hide and say everything else. Right. I think they've learned their lesson from that. I, hope. I think they did too, but we'll see. Uh, Ghost Rider uh, news Marvel Studios rumored to have plans for the satanic superhero <laughs> on the big screen. <laughs> Michael, it sounds just like you. Yeah, right. That's so. Uh, to grace the silver screen. Twitter is losing their minds. About Ghost uh-huh. Rider? I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to go in bullet points of tweets. Okay. Oh, Keanu Reeves buys a bike. Keanu Reeves talks to Marvel. Keanu Reeves is Ghost Rider. He talked to Marvel like forever ago. <laughs> right. I don't know when he bought this bike either, so it is what it is. I'm okay with him as Ghost Rider. Sure. I mean, like, I don't want him to play anything. Twitter's but... still losing his mind, though. They're right. Like, He's gonna be Ghost Rider. It's like, I mean, right. calm down. It's, it's like, rumored right. to be in production, like in like, pre-production. Right. Yeah, I mean, he was already in Agents of Shield. Yes, he was. So I don't know how that works. Was he really? Canon yeah. wise? Oh, Robert you mean? Reyes. No, they both were Ghost Rider. Johnny yeah. Blaze was in it too. Oh, Johnny Blaze was too. Oh yeah, he and was. Flashbacks. Well, you got Danny, that's one of those pictures. From. You got Danny Kitch too. I mean, like, there's tons of Ghost Riders they could use. Ghost I think it'll Ride be Johnny Riders? Blaze if they, if they make this movie. Probably. I mean, because uh, um, they're doing that Hulu show, the other Ghost Rider. 
with Robbie. Uh, Robbie. Yeah. yeah. Jonah Hill and Jeffrey Wright are in talks for the Batman. <laughs> the Batman. The, the Joker. Batman. The Batman. So, so that's exciting. Yeah, that is cool. As of today, new, new right, news. This is news. Well, well as Jeffrey of, Wright. As of Monday. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, I guess, officially not a prequel to the current DC universe. Right. Because Jeffrey Wright doesn't look like Michael Caine. No. Who's no. Who's he supposed um, to be? Ow. No, who's he playing? Uh, Alfred. Gort. Oh, Commissioner right. Gort. I'm sorry. Yeah, but who, who, Com- Gary Oldman. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm the getting J. Nolan. Jonah Jameson actor. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, I, if you hadn't asked me, I could have told you. I know. Sorry. I messed it up. Whoever is listening to this is just like this is awful. yelling at us. You know the name. You know it in your head. Yeah. This is really embarrassing. He was um, <laughs> Tenzin and Legends of J.K. Simmons. JK. There it is. J.K. Simmons. Thank you, Ron. There you go. So I don't think Or Jeffrey I should Wright... say thank you, Ron's Google. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Ron's I mean, Google. I, I did the work. He work. did all the work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. But I, he's really great. And I love Jonah Hill, too. Right. People awesome. are saying penguin, and I feel like it's a little rude. You mean bad saying penguin? Where are people? Actually? People are saying he should play penguin. Oh, okay, I could see it. I could too. But I want I mean, him to be the That's why I initially cool. thought, but I feel like that's no, the obvious choice. Riddler also makes sense. He could or, play any Batman yeah, villain. They're gonna yeah. go different. I mean, sure, yeah. I, I mean, can't think can of any Batman anything. villain that he can't. Poison Ivy. Bane. Right. <laughs> Bane. <laughs> Bane. <laughs> <laughs> he just gets he gets super jacked for this movie. Bro, that'd be awesome, this dude. Are you kidding me? Massive Jonah Hill. I'll break your back, Batman. Let's go. Um, but it's cool that Gordon's black because we'll get, that means hopefully if they like continue this, we'll get like a person of color for Batgirl, you know? Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anyway. House of X number five features some shocking returns <laughs> and a jaw-dropping ending. All right. Spoilers. Spoilers Boy, for House of X gee. number five. Are you caught every, up? Uh, no. But well, go you're ahead. about to be. I don't care. Go ahead. <laughs> Boy, what a two. I'm two, so... weeks, I'm two weeks behind. So go ahead. Same. I, I was... Well, I mean. I am I am current with spoilers. Uh, from, okay, so I have not read it, but boy, I'm, what a what a fantastic. remember that first issue where the where Gene and Scott come out of the the pods. Right. We we're like what, and then they never talked about that since. Now we know. Oh, it's so good. Gold They're gold pods, gold eggs, <laughs> gold balls, gold balls, dog. So all the X Men died a couple issues ago. Well, a bunch of them. Uh, Scott, yeah, two Gene, issues ago. Nightcrawler, the Powers Four. Yeah, yeah. So gold balls are no. not like super important. House Four. House four. It doesn't. I'm trying to be specific. You're trying to be Pacific here. Okay. Pacific. Pa- I think pa- it was specifically number four. Yeah. It was number four. Well, okay. It's, it's like, do you remember Battle of the Atom, the the Bendis story? It's like, well, when Deadpool comes from the future and sees gold balls, he goes, "Gold balls, you're a legend." And now, it's it's now so we know why. Now we know why. Now we know why. Now we know why. Bro, it's so. I love gold balls. So I do have. I. But like he, I he didn't like gold so balls. So do I. But he was very much useless when Bendis created him. Well, yeah, he Bendis just... created him for no reason. And then God Hickman came in Gold and was balls. like, I got you, dog. Yeah. Give you some actual credit. Oh, it's so I disagree. Good. But. What? <laughs> the X-Men died, and now they're all brought back to life via pods or yeah, eggs created by gold balls. Injected with DNA that they have uh-huh. stored up. From a sassy. Sassy sin- sinister. Sinister. Um. Elixir gives the pods life. Uh-huh. Uh, the the Bendis time warping yeah, girl. Uh, what's her name? I can't remember. I can't remember. She ages them up. Yep. Oh, and then so Hope good. connects all their powers. Uh-huh. And then uh-huh. new they're born again. And it's very cultish because they come out all naked. And then oh, so they address all the people. I thought they were going to put clothes on first, but they didn't. No, so it, it was very cult. It was like giving a speech. It was very midsummer. Right. It was weird. Yeah, to a degree, I don't know how yeah. I feel about this. I'm all it's odd. Her. Are you kidding me? You don't think it's odd? So good. I love it, dude. 
so awesome. Speaking I like of, it. I think I like it. So me and Annie were talking, and Annie doesn't remember Gene dying. The ship blew up. She was That's last to die. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they didn't actually show it. And then, like, they talked about uh, in one of the manifestos, they talked about you can't. Uh, there's going to be some agency to keep like the re uh, recloading thing, so you don't like clone a bunch of other mm-hmm. people. So there might be some some future. No, she died in the ship. I'm sure she did. Because when like, the connection was severed with Xavier, with back at Krakoa, she's true. dead. It was also true. But but hey, you never know. They set some Hickman's stuff up. done weirder things. They set some stuff up. I love it. And, hey, speaking of, we get this tattoo. Because the series is good. When you get the you can't though. deny it's I, not did good. Did I say when the series is good or when the series is over? I would it's been good since issue one. When it's over. And I I would hedge a bet that that also extends to his X-Men run also being good. Yeah, when that's over. <laughs> in two years. <laughs> Michael. Thank you, I mean, Michael. Why did you do this to me? I mean, if, if I hadn't I'm, thought of that. Thank you, Michael. I'm just cha- oh, I'm just channeling Dylan. I just assumed that's what it would be. Well, this is a mini series, so this, this is a maxi series. Hannibal the ropes. He was ready, kind of, not really. He was ready to think about. Not maybe, really. He was ready to think about talking about getting a tattoo. <laughs> so, tweet us. Tweet us your tattoo. If you think, oh, okay. Well, fine. Tweet, Ron's moved on. Tweet us. Tweet us Ron tattoo ideas at BRC Uncanny and on Instagram. <laughs> I'm just getting the X on my on my. You just get an X. Yeah, the BX, the one from House oh, of Pox. Oh, I thought you meant like an X. Pox and Pox. Okay. We get it on my cap. Looks like CM Punk. On the back of your hand. I want Ron to do it first so I can see what it looks like. Get, get, it on, get on your cheek. Do it. Do, do it on your forehead. Do it. Ron loves forehead tattoos. He I don't does have love no forehead. Ron wouldn't let me put a temporary Look tattoo on my forehead. Look how forehead is. I, it's like this big. It's kind of like, it's a two-finger forehead. <laughs> it's like this big. Rihanna, Rihanna got, that, got, that, got that, that low edge. Forehead, right? Rihanna got the... <laughs> don't you talk about her. Riri? Like that. Uh, but yeah, anyway. Uh, follow us on Twitter at BRC Uncanny. Send us all of Ron's tw- uh, tattoo ideas. Uh, go to let Instagram, us know if you think I should Twitter. get a tattoo. Twitter huh? BRC Uncanny. Instagram Uncanny Universe. Facebook Uncanny Universe. I'm uh, less about it because I wanted to be the first one to get it, but then the artist of the book just got got it. Uh-huh. I'm really bummed. Shut up. <laughs> hey, no, really, work. I did really want to be the first one to do it. If if it wasn't documented, Dylan would have done it. Now now it's too late. No, Dylan's uh, out. It, it doesn't really matter that much, but it would have been cool, right, Ron? Yeah, it if definitely we were first. Yeah. Somebody wanted to wait. But you out here playing. <laughs> you could have you gotten it before the first issue, ready for the midnight. Oh, just, my just, Lord. Yeah, that, that, that's where the fa- blind devotion, devotion to God. Oh, no, 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 no. no. Fantastic. That's right. I want to go back in time now. That's, not, how you, that's how you know it's good. No, no. Let's go back in time. I'm not that down to clown. Right. No. <laughs> you might be, though. Um. Anyway, so let's get into... What's this episode um, about? <laughs> I mean... We're already deep into it. Um, Wes Anderson. Right? Wes Anderson. Wes Thomas Anderson. Wes F. Fortnite Anderson. Um, uh, uh, This is about Wes Craven, not Wes Anderson. Um, I was looking at his middle name. I was really hoping it was going to be like Frank or something so I could call him Wesley F. Craven. Earl. Wesley. I mean, yeah. It's close. It's close enough. So Wes Craven, a uh, horror maven. Yeah. (laughs) Sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, horror, you know, one of the legendary horror directors, uh, it in up up there with the uh, you know the John Carpenters, George A. Romero's of the world, um, Del Toro now probably, um, although he's done more than just horror. 
Um, but anyway, he uh, was born in uh, 1939 uh, and passed away in 2015. Uh, directed several horror movies um, and one non-horror movie um, <laughs> with starring Meryl Streep. So if you're going to go big. Um, yeah. So... Uh, but anyway, um, we're going to go, we're going to talk about uh, Wes Craven and we're going to talk about some of his films. Um, he started out life um, uh, in a strict Baptist family and that sort of like in, informed his worldview of like, of disagreeing with that. Like he huh. grew up and became an atheist and wasn't allowed to watch anything but Disney movies. And so it had know. the opposite effect. Yes, exactly. Um, and so he became a teacher and. Like a, that was crazy. I was like, yeah. he's a teacher. Right. Yeah, he was a he was a high school teacher. Yeah, he was. And he was he was he was he's the most like plain vanilla vanilla sounding dude. He is a high school teacher who makes short movies and is into bird watching. Yeah, <laughs> and then makes um, a couple of sort softcore pornographic movies. Oh no! Oh, huh. yeah. I did that yeah, that's that's not on the wiki. Oh. Um, th- those are those are um, so uh, Wes Craven and Sean S. Cumming- Sean S. Cunningham, the guy who uh, did, is behind Friday the Thirteenth. Okay, um, they collaborated together. They were like both directors and producers on like porn um, before they did. A lot of directors in the seventies started out doing porn. A lot, sure, um, but they didn't use their real names. They used of uh, course, names. Yeah. but they talk about it in interviews. Interesting. Um, so he did a couple of those and moved on to legitimate cinema. Um, <laughs> How dare you? Legitimate. legitimate cinema. Delegitimize. Um, with his first film, which was extremely paralyzing, uh, polarizing, excuse me, um, The Last House on the Left, um, which I know neither of you have seen. Uh, you've seen the I know about it. I know why it's polarizing. Okay. Um, so do you know anything about Last House on the Left? No, no. So it, he, So he also, the other thing is he's also a writer. So he writes most of his movies as well which is uncommon for a director and a director to write most of his films um in in this genre anyway or at the very least co-write yeah um but last house on the left is about this these two girls that uh get sexually assaulted uh very close to their house and then uh, it's a it's this home invasion murder story and it is intense as all get out it is it is raw it is almost too disturbing to watch. Oh, yeah. It's really dark. It's a very dark movie. Um, it's great. It's very. Uh, he's also has a master's degree in philosophy and okay. a master's degree in writing. Um, so that definitely peers uh, shines through in Last House on the Left specifically with the the main villain. Um, after they, it's like it's like two men and a woman, and they are performing this um, assault, and then afterwards, like the, this. The way that it's shot with them dealing with what they've done, and they're sort of realizing that they are not good people. <laughs> okay. Um, and it's, it's just a, it's like a minute and a half shot of them sitting around in a field, thinking about things, and it's very interesting. You know, it's it's a very out of place shot for most horror movies, but it's 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 great. It's I absolutely love it. There's a really terrible remake. Uh, that came out. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. How that how that fare? It's it's terrible. Okay. I mean, but I mean, this is a movie that doesn't necessarily. I don't think it stands the test of time. I don't think you can go and watch this, and it's it definitely feels too gross to watch now. Are the criticisms fair? Like, is it exploitive or is it? No, I mean, I well, okay. artistic. I think I think it's artistic, but I think it's also it is part of that exploitation genre. You know, like not not in the way that you know. Like you have black exploitation movies, which are not 
necessarily exploitative, but that is just the type of movie that they are, right. uh, that they're uh, uh, embodying. And, and this is really common for the time, though, you right. know, especially towards like all and, the female characters. Right. And this was 1972. Yeah. Um, so, and this is like end of the hippie movement, you know, from the 60s and flower power and all that stuff. And so yeah, they're, they're scoring some marijuana. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, but the, the marketing for this camp for the, for this movie was like super brilliant, and um, they they would they in the trailers that they would play um, is that they would they would tell you they would tell you how scary it is over and over and over again, and the, and the the big tagline was to keep uh, to avoid fainting, keep repeating. It's only a movie, only a movie, and that was like Flash after the trailers. We like, talked about this, maybe. Okay. It's just a legendary pro- uh, trailer promo. We yeah, definitely oh, yeah. talked about this on something. But yeah, I'm something sure we so. have. But and the thing, like, um, he said, like in his personal life, it alienated a lot of people who didn't want to associate with him after this movie came out. Yeah. Um, because it's again, it's very intense. Um, but it's it it has a happy ending. Um, but either way, it's a good movie. Um, the next movie that he did um is The Hills Have Eyes. Um, he did he did a small short film called the fireworks fireworks woman but you can't even watch that movie it's not it doesn't exist anymore oh really uh yeah the hills of ice is his next movie uh it's a great movie um it i i, I don't There's know a remake of that too yeah the remake is actually pretty good um yeah i actually like the remake on that one. Oh, i forgot to mention the the last house on the left is inspired by the ingmar bergman bergman movie uh the virgin spring uh that is Worth noting. So he is not like a completely original idea. He sure. didn't just come up with this horrible assault story. This is a he's almost like a remake, but okay, different. How um, does he feel about these remakes? Is he like um? Is he, is he on board? He, or he, he was on board it? for the for the Hills Have Eyes. Uh, he was a producer on it. Okay. Um, he, I don't think he was. Oh, no, he was alive for the the Last House on the Left. I don't know his involvement in that. Um, on a scale from Alan Moore to ten. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I think he was not on board for Last House on the Left, but okay. he, for um, Hills of Ice, he was a producer and got a writing credit on it. So that's cool, and it was good. Um, but the Hills of Ice is—I uh, don't even need to talk about that movie. That movie's—it's very good. It's a uh, Max Mac, Mad Max esque. There's this weird like cannibal family living in the hills. Yeah. Have you guys seen the remake? Yes, it's the same movie. Yeah. It's not—it's okay. not any different. Um, except that I actually think that the acting effects, is better in the newer sure. one. Okay. Actually, um, he did a crappy movie called Deadly Blessing. It's no good. He did Swamp Thing that was no good. So Last House <laughs> on the Left put him on the map, sure. and then yeah. Hills Have Eyes was was a success. Deadly Blessing was made no money. Swamp Thing had legendary production problems. Right, like legendary production problems. Like is they, it kind of like a cult like classic a though? It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, so, no, it totally is. But like, there's parts like the, the last thirty days of filming. They they just they ran out of money. There was a guarantor problem, and they 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 only shot on master, and everything was just released as shot basically. So they didn't like they were Elmer's gluing Swamp Thing back together, and like I'm right about that. It, yeah. it was they rough. did a bunch of ADR and stuff to try and salvage it. And yeah, it's legendary, terrible movie. It's um, funny that it mirrors the. The, the, the Swamp the, Thing the TV, TV show, show yeah. right? So there's a curse. He did. Uh, so and again, so again, no money, not not doing well. Hills Have Eyes two to pay the bills. He says he's like, <laughs> we needed. I I needed something to make. To How bring, was that? Uh, it's okay. It's okay. fine. Completely forgettable. Is it ne- the same people? No, or? no. Okay. Um, it's different people. It well, some of the same characters, but different actors. Uh, um, that's the worst. Yeah, I know. But in the same year, coming out the same year, 
is is uh, the big one. The biggie. Uh, the big one. Nightmare on Elm Street, written and directed by Wes Craven. So he ha- he can take full ownership over that one. Um, As he said, he this. So everyone knows what Nightmare on Elm Street is. Mm-hmm. Even if you haven't seen it, you know what it is. Uh, Freddy Krueger. Um, th- it's based on. Do you, have you heard the story of him? Have you heard him talk about where he got the idea from? It? I think I so. Know. No. Okay. So he says. It, I feel like everybody knows it because I used to be like super into watching horror movie directors and interviews and stuff. But because he tells us in every interview, ever. That's what I feel like I've heard this before. Go on. So he he was reading a newspaper article about this immigrant family from Cambodia, and there was a a, a, a the son was terrified to go to sleep. He was having night terrors, and he just refused to go to sleep. And they 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 prescribe him sleeping pills, and they're finding out it's not working. He's not going to sleep. They find out obviously he's just not taking them. Because he doesn't want to go sleep, he thinks that there's somebody that's going to kill him in his dreams. Um, and it's like it's it, it, this this young man had like horrible, you know, had had mental trauma and stuff going on. So there's all this stuff, and they go into his room and they find like hidden coffee pots so that he can keep himself awake at night, so he can avoid going to sleep. And so he took that idea and was like, "Well, how would that translate to a horror movie?" Sure. And then he said, and he's like, "This is around." So Nightmare on Elm Street comes out in '84, and he's like, "Okay, so we've got uh, we've got Michael Myers." You know, kitchen knife. You got chainsaw. You got, we need something different. He's like, what's like the most some the more the most primal thing? He's like, he's like, I, th- I was thinking of like early man getting chased by a bear, and like the he's like, I remember reading uh, in in one of my textbooks about early man had, hiding behind a rock, and the bears would develop the long claws and like to to, to scrape to reach around the claws and scrape the the, the man out. He's like, then that fear has got to be like deep within our recesses of our subconscious of still being scared of claws, and so he's like. And that's where he came up with the Freddy stuff. Is that why he did the arm extension thing? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So very interesting. Um, But Nightmare on Elm Street, foundational slasher movie. This is like. Yeah, I definitely don't. I I saw that movie when I was younger, but I don't remember it. I haven't watched it in forever. I saw it when I was younger too, but I I rewatched it today. Oh, did you? Yeah. I I, I wanted to rewatch it. It still holds up. Like, it's not. It doesn't seem dated. What you watch it on? Streaming. Yeah. Like iTunes or something. Yeah. Yeah. iTunes for sure. For sure. For, for sure. For real. Um, <laughs> um, starring Heather Langenkamp uh, as Nancy. Um, and she's done other... I was looking her up and she's like... She does a bunch of horror stuff now. It's kind of cool. Well, yeah. Just oh, like, here, bring back the girl from Nightmare on Elm Street. That happens... In, that That is really big in, in horror communities. You get someone who was big in a horror movie in the 70s or 80s, didn't make it in other movies, sure. and then they bring them back, bring for, back, bring yeah. back to the community. Like, oh, look, is there? It's like Daniel Harris from uh, uh, Halloween 4 and 5. She played Michael Myers' niece. And she tried to go to Hollywood and make it. Now she's back doing horror movies as an adult. So, sure. you know, um, this is Johnny Depp's first movie. Also, yeah. that's a that's Ooh. a that's a big big Ooh. deal. He was an expendable character, sure. right? Well, of course. Well, it's funny. Um, he okay. So there's a, there's a four hour documentary that you can watch. Okay, it's technically a two part documentary, but they lump it into one four hour thing uh, called Never Sleep Again, and it's pretty good. Um, it's about the whole franchise, though, not just Lexus okay. movies. Because the movie's got, I don't know, 10 movies? I forget sure. how many. A ton. Um, but Johnny's not in it, obviously, because yeah. he's too big. Uh, he, he, he's the one that made it out, you know, of the horror scene. But he was supposed to be, um, that character was supposed to be the jock, the big, like, meathead, um, big, imposing, tough guy. Okay. But um, Wes Craven picked Johnny Depp because he was in a band, and I think his kid knew who the band was and thought that, that he was cool and so they got him. Huh. Um so that's how Johnny Depp got cast in that movie. Well, now he's a... And now he's a megastar. 
Um, Johnny Depp. No, he's Johnny Depp, right? <laughs> I mean, for all of his problems, right? Yeah. But I mean, he—I mean, he is still like a mega famous actor, right? Yeah. But he has probably the most famous death in the movie, in the maybe even the franchise. That was crazy. Um, do you remember? Ron? I don't know. Like the, I said, I remember nothing from the movie. bed. Oh, was that him? Yeah. 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 Where, where okay, he's laying in the bed and falls asleep, and yeah. you know, the the, the 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 more blood than can possibly be in a human body just yeah. comes out of the geyser of blood. Geyser, fountain of blood. How did they? Was the room upside down? Yes, room was okay. upside down. Yeah. Um, because I just kept. I feel like they use that several times, like when the girl was flying around the well, room. Well, when you have when you when you spend the money to build that set, you use it more than once. Yeah, you know, I, it looked really good though, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, especially the first death, the girl who eighty four. Yeah, yeah, she's. I don't I, know, just like literally flying around the room, and they had no CGI. I, I don't, don't remember I who did the effects. I think that was Tom Savini, or it might have been Greg Nicotero. I don't remember. I thought they were really inventive, like and not in a distracting way. Yeah, for sure. Like sometimes you're like you see an effect, and you're like. A little much. Like I get it. I see what you hooked up there. No, Savini and Nicotero, they were the uh, Friday the Thirteenth. I don't know who did the effects for this, but um, either way, no, the effects were fantastic in the first Nightmare, and then you get introduced to the pop culture icon that is Freddy Krueger, right? Yep. That is uh, um, played by Robert England. Um, he plays it a lot straighter in this movie than he does in the later ones. You know? Yeah, I thought. So I just had a, I think I like mashed together all the, right. all the ones I've seen, you sure. know, in my mind. So when I went back to this, I thought it was going to be like kind of campy and funny because that's for some reason what I remember yeah, it being. I remember it. Yeah, I remember it. kind of funny sometimes. Right. But not, only like oh, a little bit. And right. you never even really see his face clearly in this right. one, you know? It's very much like he is a real horror man. movie, you know? Right. Which I liked. I was, I was pleasantly surprised okay. by that. I thought it was going to be campy. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a tiny bit campy, especially at the end, but. With which part? Um, like the very end of the movie where they get in oh. the car. Oh yeah. Have you heard? I assume you've you've seen the documentary. You've heard like him, Wes Craven, talking about the ending of the movie mm-hmm. and how he doesn't like it. And I agree. Oh yeah. Because I, I watched the movie today. And I was like, I didn't like that ending, so I looked it up, and he said like he would do it differently. What is um, the ending? The ending is so the the main Nancy, the main character, um, basically. Spoilers for Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't seen it. Makes it out, and then she. Uh, it turns out it was everything was a dream. The whole movie. Right. Oh yeah, boy, let's go. Um. <laughs> so she gets in the car with her friends, and then the car, like, transformer style, like, shuts. Like all the windows and doors, like, kind of fit together, and like the hood, the uh, convertible goes up, and it's the Freddy Krueger stripes. Right. And then the mom is like waving by. She's like yelling for her mom, like, to help, and the mom like gets sucked into the window of the door. Right. And that's it. It was very, it was yeah. very odd. So it turned out she was still in the dream, yeah. ending like, out of nowhere. Yeah, and he said his original ending that he wanted was for Nancy to get into the car, and it's like a regular car, and it just like drives off into fog, and you don't know really oh, if she's sure. still in the she's dream or if dreaming. she's not. Which is but the studio. He said the studio interfered and was like, "No, we want more of these movies." So oh, do the thing with, like a setup. Do to... the yeah. So do the thing with the mom, and it looked really bad. She. It was like the one bad effect in the movie. Right. She turns into like a mannequin and gets like <laughs> sucked through a, a, a front door window. It was awful. I hated sure. the ending. It, it nearly ruined the movie. Yeah, no. But if you just pretend that didn't happen, it's fine. And this is distributed by New Line Cinema, which was forever. New Line was referred to as the, the house that Freddie built because they, they, they made all their money oh, off sure. of these Freddie movies, you know. Sure. Um, but fantastic movie. Ending aside. Um, I think everybody just sort of 
glosses forgets over, it. forgets the ending. The ending you know was mean? pretty like trailblazing, though. I feel like because I think a lot of horror movies go for that nowadays. The, the big shock ending of like, oh my god, what? and then like Friday the Thirteenth, like uh, when yeah, Jason. The, jumps out of the water to oh, grab sure. them at the end of the movie. But more often than not, it's done badly. And right. I feel like it's used as an excuse to not make an ending. Right. Like, Sounds about right. Uh, I don't know. They do it all. Truth or dare. Like when she right. releases the virus into the world and there, <sighs> nothing was resolved. Like that's the ending, you know? Sure. Right. I don't I don't like that You trend. get a non-ending. Yeah. Right. So boo on that. Yeah. Boo. Do you do you like it as a franchise? Do you Do you like the rest of the films? and? Probably not. Right. I think I, I really like this one, but I feel like the same. The only I only like a couple. I like this one, and I like three. Three dream. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's that's the only other one that Wes Craven directed. He directed oh, one, really? and he directed three. Well, and then technically he directed Wes Craven's New Nightmare, which we'll get to in a second. Um, but no, I love this franchise. I, I like Freddy as a character. I loved the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street TV series. Um, I don't know. There was a show. It was. It was like Alfred Hitchcock presents. So Freddie was the host. And if you ever seen Alfred <laughs> Hitchcock, fantastic. if you ever seen Alfred Hitchcock presents, it is basically Alfred Hitchcock walks out and he tells you, "Oh, good evening. We're going to be showing you." Some, you know, talking about some. It's a, it's a, like a uh, what do you call it? Episodic uh, anthology. Anthology. Thank you. It's like an anthology show where every episode's different. Uh-huh. Uh, so kind of like you know your Black Mirrors or sure. your whatevers, but it's hosted by Freddie. Um, you know, in full late '80s Freddy stupidness of, hey guys, what are you doing? You know, it's completely ridiculous. No, no, no. Uh, but the show is really fun. Um, it has nothing to do with the night- nightmare. I was about to um, say, is mytho- he ever the? No, never. He's just the host. It's like Elvira. Like Elvira's not in the movies. Well, she has right. her own movies, but she's she's not in the movie. She's just talking about the movie, and then the movie plays. So it's like that. Interesting. Um, I love it. Yeah. Um, after that movie came out, he did a movie called Deadly Friend, which was not received very well. Um, he said, uh, again, he, he blames a lot of the problems with this with studio interference because he says there were like 20 producers and he's like, we were coming off of Nightmare and they wanted, everyone wanted something different. Everyone wanted a different type of movie sure. and it was just bad. Didn't, uh, and he also didn't write it. He only, mm. he only directed it. Okay. Um, then he, I'm sorry, uh, Nightmare 3, he didn't, he only uh, produced, he did not write, I'm sorry. Was that um, one any good? Uh, yeah, Dream Warriors, it's good. It, it's ridiculous. It's, it's, it's got 3D part, it, uh, it comes with glasses. Uh, it has the movie's a, supposed to be, I mean, it's... It's weird. Yeah, but that's one, really one of my favorite ones. Doesn't like, Nancy one come back for one of them right now? Yeah, Nancy's in that one, I okay. think. Uh, well, Nancy also comes back in New Nightmare. Okay, um, yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of. Right. Um... Then there's The Serpent and the Rainbow, which is one of my favorite Wes Craven movies. Serpent and the Rainbow is based on the real-life zombie phenomenon in Haiti. If you don't know about okay, that, I yeah, will tell you the about action, that. Yeah. Yes. So do you know about this? No. The, the, the sort of, I don't, I've never heard of the movie. Okay. The Serpent and the Rainbow, it's based on a book um, written by a Harvard professor who went to Haiti to research this thing. Okay. Um, and what it is, it, it and what's really interesting about this is it treats voodoo and Haitian magic-based religions as actual things and not like hokey guy shaking a stick and you know doing the whole thing you know like it's it is treated as serious as they take it okay you know um so in haiti at the time i don't know if this i'm sure this still doesn't go on it might i don't know um they would create zombies and the way this works is they would have this crazy concoction of stuff to poison somebody they would poison you they would, it's, it's so that your 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 pulse is like slowed to the 
back back then, you know, imperceptible unless so you you read dead. People think you are dead. People, your family buries you, um, and then the people who poison you dig you back up. You're not dead. You're just like in a, like a weird like coma or thing, uh, and then they dig you back up, and then they put you through this weird like psychological torture thing, and so that you believe you were dead, and you now are then unleashed on the city, and they just sort of are like homeless transient people. I forget. There's I don't know the the reason for. It, in the religion, I don't know. Okay. But this is a real thing that is documented by this Harvard professor. Um, and so it's a very interesting phenomenon, like the, the, the real zombies, quote unquote. Um, and it's Bill Pullman is the, the, the actor in the movie, and he's great. Um, and he plays the professor that's going to research this stuff. And it's, it's just really terrifying in parts because there's a part where he's been given the juice, you know, he's been given the juice to become the, the poison knockout guy. And he's like going through the streets, like saying, don't let him bury me. Don't let him bury me. I'm not dead. You know, he's, he's got, they've got, they've painted his face and he's doing all the things and he's trying to plead with all these people and they don't speak English. And he's, and he's just like getting woozier and like getting closer and closer to passing out. It's fantastic. Great movie. Um, not, doesn't get talked about a lot. Um, but I think it's one of his best. I really enjoy this movie. Um, it is available to stream on something. I don't mm, know. That's cool. Uh, yeah, it's really good. And the book is good, too. Um, so Wes Craven doesn't have a writing credit on this because it's an adapted from a nonfiction, yeah, sure. a nonfiction book. And then in 89, he came out with Shocker, which is something. Shocker, I like Shocker, but it's... It I haven't seen Shocker. I'll, I'll show Ron the poster for Shocker. Um, Shocker is... About this prison, huh. this prison inmate who gets electrocuted, and he's supposed to. They were trying to create a new Freddy. It didn't work. Oh, Mitch Pileggi, if you know him, Mitch Pileggi was the the villain. I thought people liked this movie. I do. I like this movie. Okay, but it just didn't work. It okay. just it didn't take off. <laughs> yeah. Um. It was they were trying to create a new franchise, and it just didn't work. Um. Then he did the People Under the Stairs, which is another great movie. Um. And that's sort of a, a civil rights movie. Um. It's about these people living in. Uh, I don't know, for some, some, some city. And uh, there's weird, like, zombies or mutants living under their stairs. Um, but it's also, like, a metaphor for race and stuff. It's very it's a very interesting movie. It has Ving Rhames in it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't remember who else. I don't think anybody else worth mentioning is in this movie. But uh, The People Under the Stairs has a lot of fun. Uh, and then you get to 1994, Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Uh, so Wes Craven's return to writing and directing Nightmare on Elm Street. Have you seen this one, Ron? No. Okay, no, I Dylan. I've seen it. I don't Dylan's remember a lot one. about it, but I've seen it. It's a very high concept movie, which is not what you expect out of a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Okay. So, a Wes Craven's new nightmare is treated as so Heather Langenkamp, who plays Nancy in the movies, is in this as Heather Langenkamp, and Robert England, who plays Freddy, is in this as Robert England. Wes Craven is in it as Wes Craven. So they are characters. In this movie. So, and, and it starts out with them talking about, like, dealing with the fame and stuff after Nightmare and, like, the, oh, the, so the, the annoyance. Oh, so it's Scream, oh, to a degree. K- to a degree. Kind of, kind of. So it's very smart. It's very, um, let's see, if, let's see if I can, it's really hard to, uh, to describe. Uh, it's not part of the series anthology. Um, it's a fictional movie villain. Uh, Freddy Krueger is a fictional movie villain. Freddy is depicted as closer to what Craven originally intended, being much more menacing. Um, it's it, the film features various people in the industry 
uh, playing themselves. Um, new uh, several homages to various quotes from famous movies and scenes. But it's it's uh, no, that's not going to help me at all. So it's I don't know really how to how to describe this movie. It's really strange. It's very good. I like it a lot. It gets it's it's not the most popular nightmare movie because it's not as straight up, but it's very weird. The IMDb. Oh yeah. Okay, uh, give me that. Description is pretty good. A demonic force has chosen Freddy Krueger as its portal to the real world. Right. Can Heather play the part of Nancy the last one last time and trap the blah blah blah? Right, right, right. So yeah, it's very interesting. And Wes Craven's in it, and he sort of lays out the mythology for creating the movies. And there's a part where Heather goes to Wes Craven's house, and (laughs) and is talking about, um, you know. He's mentioned that he's started having nightmares again. He only writes horror movies when he has nightmares. And and he's, and he's going through and explaining the plot of the movie, basically. Of course. It's of very course. interesting. Uh, it's it's very unique. Uh, I like it quite a bit. Um, after that, a year after that, he had Vampire in Brooklyn, which is the Eddie Murphy movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel I like it. I remember watching that, but I don't, it's fine. I don't remember it. Yeah, it, I, it's, it was fine when it's I watched fine. it. It's, it's Eddie Murphy not doing a comedy. Yeah. Which, which is what Wes Craven talks about. He's like, Eddie was really bummed out. He's like, he, Eddie really wanted to play it as serious as they would let him, but they wouldn't let him play it. Like, there's there's always going to be a guy with a funny, you know, he's got, he's got prosthetics on, he's sure. looking stupid, he's making a funny voice. Like, he's like, when he's playing the vampire, he's playing it straight, but they're making him do other characters. Right. Like, so, you know, you get the standard Eddie Murphy silliness, but Eddie Murphy really wanted to not do comedies for a while. Interesting. So this was the attempt. Um... But then, so that was 95. But then 96 rolls around and Scream happens. Yeah. So the interesting thing about Scream um, is he passed on it. He didn't write this movie. Kevin yeah, Williamson he didn't, wrote this movie. he didn't write this movie. He did not write this. Uh, he passed on it. Yeah, it was sent to him from uh, New Line. And he said, no, this is too. He read the first opening scene where Drew Barrymore gets. <laughs> well, it wasn't Drew Barrymore at the time. Right. It was um, whoever. whoever it was. Whatever, and he's like, this is yeah. too violent. He's tra- He was trying to get away from doing horror movies. Um, Wes Craven was. He's like, this is way too much. This is over the top. This is worse than Last House. So he didn't get past that? But no. To realize that it was a different kind of movie? No. He read the first scene and was like, no, I'm not doing this. <laughs> um, so he passed on it. And then he was doing some other movie. Uh, I forget what it was. It's some adaptation of an old book. Um, and that movie, the funding fell apart. They came to him again. It's like, hey, will you do Scream, please? He's like, no, I already looked at this. I don't want to do it. He read it again, passed on it a second time. And they gave it to someone else. Uh, the other person... Ended up having to leave, and Wes had, um, th- they came to him finally for the third time, and he's like, okay, fine, I'll do your movie. Because he said, his, he said I was getting a lot of feedback um, from young people telling me that I'm, I've gone too soft. He's like, <laughs> he's like so this is going to be my last one. I'm going to do one balls-out action movie, or balls-out horror movie. movie, just like, just go all the way to the wall and just go as crazy as we can with it. And so he did scream. So and, the the interview I watch, I don't think he brought any of that up. Oh, really? It was like, no, yeah, I was excited from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, so this, I was like, what are you talking th- about? This is in. I watched this in. This is an interview uh, that you can find on YouTube. It's about an hour. What's well, not? It's a documentary called Masters of Cinema. Uh, okay. A hyphen West Craven. So they do a bunch of them, but he talks about you know not being about it at okay. first. But this is a, this is like a. <laughs> On TV, sure. He did well, I'm sure. Well, I mean, it. once he once he started doing it, he was all about sure, it. Sure, once he sure, read yeah, the whole yeah. thing, I'm sure. But uh, Scream, I so I saw Scream in theaters in '96. So yeah, I sure. was I was 11, and I was terrified. 
This movie terrified <laughs> me. Um, I I was really scared. I I had a hard time sleeping, and then that never happens to me with any other, like. Well, this is that your first L. horror movie, or no, no. Um, oh really? Okay. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it was probably my first real horror movie. Like, I've probably seen like some of the you know easy stuff. Okay. You know, but I mean, I hadn't seen Nightmare. I hadn't seen Halloween. I think this is probably yeah. My, it's probably my first like R-rated horror movie. Okay. Um, and yeah, it, it I was I was wrecked. It it was terrifying, but I loved it. I had to go again. Oh wow. I mean, I had to wait a week, but but I, it was I don't know. Did y'all? I assume you guys didn't see it in theaters. You would have been too young. Yeah. No, I no, saw it definitely, later. Definitely did. But I saw it as a young child, honestly. Right. And, uh, it it freaked me out when I was younger too. Rewatching it though. This movie's ridiculously funny. Oh, it's so funny. It's hilarious. And it's I, so I smart. thought I was crazy because, like, I was like, I know this movie's scary. Like, I watched it. I was scared. Right. Cool. Well, you're, an, right. you're an adult now. Well, sure. Like, and no horror movie really scares me anymore. They put me in the in the mood. Right. right? In the moment. Right. You you might feel some tension. Like it got like it got me a little bit. Right. Right. Seeing stuff behind in the back seat. Whatever. Right. 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 But like, I was like, all right, this this should be a good good fun uh, eleven o'clock movie. Fun. No. <laughs> Just laughing the whole way through this movie, right? It's great. Like I'm, I can watch this. I can watch these screen movies now and not feel any tension, and just love them. Yeah, because um, they're comedies. Right, they are. They are yeah. comedies, um, but they are also scary. Like if you're if you're in the right age, if you're if oh, you're, yeah, if most you're definitely you're impressionable. Right, if you're a kid, like and also like I love the brilliant marketing of this movie, of putting Drew Barrymore front and center on the posters and the trailers. Is Mar- it, the poster? It is Drew Barrymore, and everybody else is like small, and she gets killed the first five minutes. So this work. So my first. Sc- <laughs> yeah. So my first scary movie. I mean, um, Scream. Yeah. Not scary movie was um, Scream Four. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. I saw it like in high school. Right. That's fantastic. In the theaters. Really? Um. No, you weren't in high school. Two thousand eleven. Yeah. Yeah, I was wow. in high school. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, graduated in 2010, so okay. Yeah. So I'm oh, relatively right. new. That was my first. That was my. What's f- that like? So I w- I bring this up because you you were talking hilarious. about the marketing. I was like a big Veronica Mars fan. Oh, and she was the Drew Barrymore. Her and Anna Paquin, and I loved like Anna Paquin from X Men too. Were like the ones that died in the first scene in that right. movie. So I went because they were in the trailer. I was like, like I want to see Kristen Bell and Anna Paquin like in a horror movie, and it worked on me. The exact same thing worked again because I didn't know about the other ones. It's like, oh, they're dead. Why does it (laughs) start? It's like they weren't in the rest of the movie. But well, I mean, sort of the purpose for them casting for them doing it the first time. It's sort of a bit. You, I mean, it worked on you because you didn't know. Yeah. But like, uh, it's the point of it is like to make you feel like unsafe. Like, like I. I don't know where this movie's going to go at this point. <laughs> I thought this was a Drew Barrymore movie. Yep. No, she's dead. She's hanging from a tree by her intestines. Um, so come back. It's fine. Spoilers for Scream, I guess. Um, but uh, they're great. Um, funny um, anecdote. David Arquette uh, went into, uh, who plays Deputy Dewey, fantastically. That's, I mean, yeah. forever what I will associate him with is the Scream movies. Yeah. I think everybody, right? I think so. Yeah. Um, he auditioned for Billy. Um, yeah. He, cool. Yeah. So one of the mur- one of the murderers. Um, one of the murderers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I forgot there were two. And, yeah. It was a billion. <laughs> it was a yeah. Yeah. Every it, movie it, has two. Check. In four, was it Emma Roberts? Am I remembering that right? Yeah. 
Okay, that was weird. I yeah. like that movie. Is that an no, unpopular I love, opinion? No, I love 4. 4 is great. Okay. I thought 4 was going to suck. I was like, there's no way 4 is going to be any good. It was really fun. Oh, it made me go back and watch all the other ones. Um, I think 2 is the worst one, I think. I think. I remember not liking 3. But I maybe... Like I like 3 a lot. Okay. But um, I, I love the first one. I, I love them all. Um, but so, yeah, he went into audition for this role. And he's like, you know, I'm really not feeling this. I'm really feeling Dep- Deputy Dewey. <laughs> And they had him pictured again as like a big hulking or bulking guy. And so they, they rewrote Deputy Dewey to be suited for David Arquette. Uh, and he knocked it out of the park. Um, and same thing, um, what's her name? Uh, Courtney Cox yeah. was fighting typecasting in this because she said, like, people don't see me as the aggressive. Because like, this is like Friends territory, yeah, right? This is like it. right in the middle of Friends. Uh, and so she's like, I'm playing smart people i'm playing doctors i'm playing you know librarians i'm playing this stuff i'm not i'm playing no chefs yeah i'm not i'm not playing aggressive angry women and so she wanted to do this as like a challenge and she was great in this too yeah um, is this, great how, is this how they met didn't they get married yes they got married because of this movie um and so after this he did scream too and he he got a big he got a picture de- he got a three picture deal with uh new line he did scream too he did music of the heart which is he he pestered them and pestered them and pestered them to do a non-genre movie. Right. He's like, I really want to do one, please, because I've that, it never happened. And so he did this um, movie called Music of the Heart with Meryl <laughs> Streep, uh, which is a based on a true story of this violin teacher uh, in New York City or some yeah. I forget somewhere. And um, you know, it's an ins- life affirming, it's inspirational movie. You know, yeah. one of those, one of those types of movies. They lose all their violins or something. And right. They have to persevere. To... What? I almost watched this. I was so close. Oh, yeah. and, and Meryl and Meryl learned violin for the movie. Of course she, she did. did. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and Wes Craven says he's like, okay, she learned violin enough to look like look she like what she's, she's actually playing. It's like if you solo mic'd her, it would sound terrible. But she looked. I mean, she could do it. That's awesome. Um, but so yeah. Scream Two, yeah, with Jada, is the one I remember. Man, that that <laughs> because opened, because the of the stall scene. scene oh he man, kills, he kills the we're, dude we're, in, with in the, the in the ear. I was like, what Ugh. movie is this? Like, I've been trying to figure it out. Scream Two. That's why, that's it, the one I remember. It's so sure. meta because, like, I love the opening scene to Scream Two because, like, how can they follow up this smart, edgy horror movie that is Scream? They make it even smarter and even funnier, like by by parodying themselves. The, the characters in the movie, Jada Pinkett and her boyfriend are going Omar to Epps, I oh is it Omar Epps yeah, okay. yeah. oh yeah, yeah it is Omar Epps you're right uh, they're going to go see a movie called Stab which is <laughs> about it. which is about, based on the book written by Courtney Cox's character detailing the Woodsboro murders love and the, I love Jada's super over over the top death scene in the movie you know what odd it, so I was I was talking to Michael the other day the other day or today uh, yesterday yeah uh, I, I was like today. fam Scream 2 is not on Netflix, but all the other ones are. That's one, Scream three, 1, four. 3, and 4 are on Netflix, but That's Scream weird. 2 isn't on Netflix. And I would have watched them all. Right. That's weird. So there you go. Um, Scream 2, the killer was Billy's mom and someone else. I don't remember who else. Uh, and then the third one, it was um, the, the the director of Stab 3, uh, Roman, <laughs> of course, whatever. Of course it was. Um, I loved, I loved uh, Scream 3. But it's funny uh, watching the interviews with everybody at the end of the at the end of this Wes Craven documentary. Nev, uh, Nev Campbell's talking about, I'm, we won't do it. We won't do a four. I think three is where we'll leave it. Well, to be fair, there was eleven years apart. Yeah, so it's sure. a big gap. Right, and then after that, uh, his career did sort of wind down a little bit. He, after Scream Three, 
Uh, five years later, he had two movies. He had Cursed, which was a very forgettable werewolf movie with Christina Ricci and uh, Jesse Eisenberg. Uh, and Craig Kilborn uh, of The Late Late Show. Um, and Red Eye, which is with Killian Murphy and Rachel, Rachel McAdams. McAdams. I love that movie. Yeah, I actually really liked this movie. I saw it in theaters. It was an airplane. I saw it in theaters. It was an airplane movie. I watched this movie. Uh, you he meets a stranger on an airplane. And but it turns I feel like out I did. Cray. Killian Murphy is awesome in this movie. Yeah. Uh, and she, she's movie. good too. I actually yeah. really like this movie. Underrated. Yeah, it is one of one of the underrated movies. Um, then he, uh, in the same year, uh, well, the year after, he um, directed one of the segments for Paris Jatem. The uh, I don't know how you describe that movie. Whatever. It's a big. It's a big arty movie where they had like twenty six directors direct like five minutes of the movie. Huh. Um, he did. He did one of those. Oh, that is that movie. I know. Yeah. It, yeah uh, then in two thousand ten, so again, like after Scream three, five years. Then he does Curse and Red Eye. And then he does nothing. I'm not counting his 10 minutes in Paris attempt. Then 2010, so five years after he does, yeah, he does My Soul to Take, which is a pretty forgettable uh, high school teen horror movie. And then his final movie is 2011. He does Scream 4. Um, and then he died in 2015 of brain cancer, which is too bad. He wrote two books as well. Um, no, I was, I, Wes Craven is one of my favorite horror directors. Uh, I think oh, he's yeah. one, of, one of the more consistent. Um, I, I think he's a more trustworthy name than someone like uh, I, I like John Carpenter, so don't get me wrong. But like he's a more trustworthy name than like a John Carpenter, or definitely more than Toby Hooper, who he the only thing he did he was accidentally good. He was one of those accidental. Sure. Texas Chainsaw was lucky. the only good. Yeah. Yes, he got lucky with Texas Chainsaw. Um, that wasn't all him. But anyway, the horror directors are very much like high risk, high reward, so they're hit and miss. I feel like you know, right, definitely, right. Yeah. I mean, he, he has a lot of hits. So. He, has a, he has more hits than misses, right? Um, He's definitely not any more like horror director either in this day and age. They're like the last they do one, a couple more. They do but a couple, he, and then like they even, bounce out. Right? But he's not even pure horror anymore. Like the last one you had was Eli Roth, um, but neither is Wes Craven. Uh, no, I mean, I, I feel like he's. I feel like Guillermo is known for. Wait, who's one hundred percent? Wes Craven's Wes Craven. basically I mean aside from he's Music of the Heart he's 100% like yeah. aside from the one movie Del Toro I mean he had well, I mean I don't know is Pan's Labyrinth the horror movie I think he's known as a horror director Ooh, Del Wes Toro Craven, definitely okay, Red yeah. Eye isn't really a horror neither is what's a thriller that French one and I mean he's done a little a few other things yeah but I mean he's but he is he is known as a horror Same, director right yeah. it's like John Carpenter is known for a horror James director James Wan maybe kind of James Wan yeah but, but he, he doesn't, he doesn't furious, do those anymore but, yeah. he, grew, he grew out of it I mean mm-hmm. Rob Zombie uh Eli Roth, but he got shelved after the last Hustle Two. Um, Did he make another movie? No, he made no. he made he made Green Inferno. That's the one. Uh, the, the cannibal movie. Yeah, um, movie. I didn't see it. Um, I wanted to, but I just didn't get to see it. Um, other other horror directors of note. Exactly. Um, T West is really good. If so, people out there that this is we're wrapping up horror month. Um, horror directors to watch out for. T West is fantastic. Um, Ari Aster obviously is fantastic. Midsummer uh, Hereditary. Um, yeah, T West, uh, I will say, all of them are good. He's done a movie called House of the Devil, which is the first movie. It's fantastic. Uh, he did a movie called The Innkeepers, which is amazing, and then a movie called something Sacrament. Um, that's basically the Jonestown Massacre, if you know that story. Um, very interesting. Very good director. He hasn't done a lot lately, but I, I feel like know. there's a lot of like up and coming horror directors. You know, there's like a, lot. a, a new wave. The, yeah, that, sure. that woman I can't remember her name. She's she did um, Babadook and another one that's right. The one's on the about festival, to come out. Festival circuit right. is doing really well. Yeah, 
yeah absolutely there's like a bunch of i don't know i feel like it's like a new renaissance of well there's a bunch of people who are directing one or two and i just hope that and like we hope that they continue right like jordan peele honestly like yeah i I, I don't know if he's gonna do horror forever but i'd be fine with that Mm -hmm. you know like his movies are great yeah um so that wraps up horror month for us yeah it's good what's your your favorite what's craven movie ronnie that's great. It'd, it'd probably be Scream 2. I need to rewatch it, though. I love Scream 2. Dylan? I can't, I don't know. Would you pick Nightmare or would you pick a, Nightmare and Scream? And I haven't watched the Nightmare movies in forever, too, so I would definitely the want to watch it. The first Nightmare or Scream. I'm going to say Scream 4 because that's my fondest memory. He had nothing to do with this TV series. Was it terrible? It was bad. Okay. It was really bad. Yeah. Okay. That's too bad. I started watching Scream Queens, and that's great. I love Scream Queens, but, but not Scream. Um, I think my favorite is, it's really hard because I have a lot. It would probably be, uh, it'd have to be Scream, I guess. But, I mean, I, I also love Last House, and I love um, Serpent in the Rainbow. Serpent in the Rainbow is my favorite, is my recommended. Because everyone's, yeah, everybody's I don't need to recommend Scream, you watch right. Scream. Yeah, yeah. My recommended is Red Eye, because no one's seen that. I agree. Red Eye is awesome. Um, <laughs> go watch Shocker. Shocker is ridiculous. It's very 80s. Um, but anyway... Um, that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you all so much for downloading us. We really appreciate it. Later, guys. It's Ron. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. We'll see you next time. Bye.